Hey guys, I'm Brad. I'm Lisa. And welcome to Unrunned to Pursuit. We just want to invite you guys into real unedited conversations about real life topics that affect your marriage. Yeah, guys, we are passionate about training and equipping marriages to succeed through God. All right, let's get rolling. All right, welcome to season six, right? Season six? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I like all You're of the sudden, one that does all that all stuff. All of a sudden I was saying that and I'm like, wait a minute. We are season six, right? Like, I'm fairly certain that that's correct. But yes, season six. So we want to start off today with a review from one of you, which is what we yeah. always do. I want to give a shout out. There's a lot of you guys who have left new reviews recently. Thank you for doing that. That really helps other people find us. And it really encourages us. Mm-hmm. So we just appreciate that so much. So this one is from Alicia Louise 84 It says, thank you guys so much for sharing your testimony and your hearts in a real and engaging way. As someone currently praying for my husband who is having an affair and has fallen away from the Lord, your story gives me hope and perseverance to keep praying and trusting that God can restore anything. Thank Mm. you with all my heart. Man. Powerful review because that's what we hope that. I know. That happens that people have hope for what God can do in their lives. I feel, I feel like Brad's just giving me like the wise man look over there. Like this is how we it's always start chair. off. The, is that what it is? I think it's the chair. This new podcast setup, I swear, Brad just sits over there just like, hmm. Like he has that like. The chair is super comfortable. Pondering look. Listen, if you see this a clip, the chair is not real leather. Just let you're you just guys. You're just going to specify that? Let them yeah. think it's real leather. Like mm. we, we like live in the baller lifestyle with real leather chairs. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. <laughs> We're going hey, fast. Accent Let. chairs. Telling you, I can sling them. Boom. <laughs> I can sling some accent chairs now. <laughs> so uh, we got mm. a lot of feedback on our episode this past week on surrender, just in people like in the middle of that yeah, side of things mm. in their marriage. And it's intense. So tough. And so we really felt, and what's been on on your heart specifically, you really have just had this God talking about stewarding what we have well. Mm-hmm. Brad doesn't know where I'm going. I don't know he where you're going with this. Which is where I'm going. Well, because you're like, <laughs> it was on your heart. And I'm like, oh. Both of our hearts. It's on both yeah. of our hearts. But this is just something that you really brought up as really stewarding what God has given mm. us well. Yes. What? No, I I think I, I think we you did. You mentioned it. When? I think this last episode you mentioned it too. I So... I don't listen to the episodes because <laughs> I'm like, eh, I don't want to hear them. No, I, I don't know if I mentioned it last episode or if I mentioned it in a reel mm. um, mm-hmm. on Instagram. But basically, so I was <clears throat> just, you know, doing my devotions. This was, man, this was like December, probably. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I this is not this is not full time for us. But it's not a hobby either. Mm, that's a good way to put it. It's not. It's not a hobby at all. We would have stopped a long, <laughs> long time, time ago. ago it was a hobby. <laughs> so it's not a hobby. It's something that God's put on our heart to have this ministry and to share the gospel and share hope and, and help restore marriages or help marriages not get to the point that they have to be restored. Amen. Right. So <clears throat> in saying all that, you know, I, me being a dude, I'm sure is like, looking at all the things and like, are we growing? You know, are people listening to our podcast? You know, all those, I think natural human things and natural things. If you start something you want, you want it to grow. 
And so I was just getting kind of frustrated because I've been praying like, you know, we have these God-sized dreams and been praying these God-sized prayers, right? Like, you know, this is what's been put on my heart, so I'm going to pray it. And, you know, this is why we're stepping into this. This is why we're doing like pray for growth, pray for growth, pray for growth. And then it wasn't like a God slap moment, but it was definitely this heaviness on me. And I knew God was like, hold on, you know. And he's like, Stuart, what you have, well, so whether you have, you know, 20,000 people on IG following you and you have, you know, so many people listening to your pie, doesn't matter. That versus, you know, five people. He's like, whatever I've given you, steward well. And so that kind of became my little motto mm-hmm. or mantra for everything in my life. It was yeah. like, okay, you're right. Like, I keep, I feel like I keep saying like, <laughs> I know. Brad, we don't hears, Brad hears like a clip somewhere. He's I like, know. I said like, like a lot. I said like a lot. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> now that's all anyone's going to hear. I know. The whole point is you don't mention the things <sighs> so that you feel like fine. you're not good at. It's fine. So anyway, <laughs> I applied that to everything in my life where, you know, Steward my house well, steward my kids well, steward my wife well, steward, you know, all these things like steward that well. Well, I just want to mention, like, I looked up the definition of steward just because Mm -hmm. I think that this is a little bit of a Christianese word. Ah, A little bit. No, I don't think so. You You don't technically hear steward things. Not now, but probably, you know, in the 20s. Back in the day. In the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Oh my gosh, that... 60s? This reminds me. What? And now I have to remember the exact way that you saw. Yes. Oh, you're so. Lisa laughs at me a lot. I deserve it. I, deserve, I can laugh at me. I laugh at me a lot too. That's a huge thing. No, yes. In marriage. Laughter is a beautiful mm-hmm. part of marriage, it's but a healing part. Go ahead with your side note story. So, it's fine. We got time. It all actually goes with this because, first of all, the definition does, of steward actually. is manage or look after. Mm-hmm. And and in, and I think that's just a really good way to look at it is like you're you're looking after managing what you've been given. Well. Well, yeah. Then that's how we would define it, that whatever yes. God has given you, you manage that well. Stop looking at the horizon you know, on, on all that stuff, comparison on goals, because we have goals for this ministry. Absolutely. And they are God driven for sure. Like it's not, they're way beyond our own capacity. And so I do pray for that, but at the same time I have to sit back and, and that's what God was telling me. He's like, stop, you just do it, what you have. Well, and like, see what happens from there. Right. So I need to keep this and steward it. God gave it to me. Mm-hmm. So I better handle this well and not swindle it, not, you know, throw yeah. it away. So, so go in, with your in, side. In note. this whole context, as Brad is like passionately sharing to me about at, at date night, what, what God has shown him, he all mm-hmm. of a sudden he's like, Yeah, you just don't want to sit back on your. Go ahead. I cannot I can't remember the word right. Laurels. <laughs> your laurels. You just I don't say, want to sit back on your laurels. And but I'm like, here's the problem. Who are you? But here's the problem. <laughs> sit I said it on your laurels. I used it in a wrong content. So I, or context. I did. I did get it wrong, but you could not stop laughing. I mean, cause I've never heard that we've been married 22 years. 
Yeah. Yeah. 22 years. I've never heard you use this saying ever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read it in like <laughs> books I've read. I, that's why back. I thought you would know what it oh, is. Cause you I read did. everything. That was not the problem. <laughs> it was you saying it. That was so hilarious to me. <laughs> Uh, I knew exactly what you meant. Yeah, but I used it wrong because we had to look up <laughs> how to use that, and it means like like uh, what? I'm sit on your hedges. Well, back on your hedges. Yes, tag, <laughs> but what it meant was like on your successes. Yeah, right. And that's not what I was talking about. I just wanted to make sure that I was passionately sharing this with Lisa, and I'd shared it before. Mm. So this isn't something that I held since December, and then you know, like, oh, maybe I should tell Lisa. No, it's something that I truly was. Which also, side note, this is with mm. the, the health of going out intentionally with each other mm-hmm. outside of your home, yeah, and getting to invest in conversations because some of the things that you even maybe talked about before can come out again Mm -hmm. in a more in-depth way. You guys will hopefully be able to laugh and you guys are making new memories and new memories are a beautiful thing. Yes. So because of this mantra, right. That I have because of all these things that we're talking about, Lisa was like, I'm doing a post or I'm story. Sorry. I don't know all the lingo. Okay. <laughs> I like how he acts like I just like sent him a dagger glare across mm, the, the room. Maybe. And it's on video so, now, so I can just yeah. point out people that so, I'm just looking at you. <laughs> so she's like, I'm gonna do a story and I'm going to ask couples or you know, people who needs prayer. Mm-hmm. Send us your name and and what, but mainly send us your name. Right, because mm-hmm. you don't have to share all the details, but God send us knows, your name yeah. and that. And wow, wow, that was it's overwhelming, very overwhelming. But the reason you did that was because I was saying we're going to steward well what we have, yeah. we're not going to keep trying to push, you know, this is what we need to do right now. And part of that, we both felt was like, well, who needs prayer? Yeah. And we had an overwhelming response, which one is awesome because it shows people, you know, are willing to put their names out there. Yeah. And recognizing the power of prayer and recognizing the power of prayer. The other side of it, like did make my heart hurt Mm -hmm. because we talked about it this week with, we had a meeting we talked about it this week th- about this, but there's so many f- marriages that are hurting right now, and in particular, infidelity. Absolutely, we know so many couples. I mean, it's it's. I would venture to say, in your church, there's mm-hmm. people you have no idea that oh, have yeah. dealt are dealing oh, with yeah. this, or have dealt with it, or. <laughs> I would say there's a hundred percent chance of that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like, so it's rampant yeah. right now. And I think it's always, it's, maybe it's always been rampant. I'm not going to say like, oh, this is well, the, you know. I would say yes and no, because the reality is, is we have degraded sex mm-hmm. so much yep. that we have, and then pornography industry has just exploded. So all of these facets have caused this to be, I mean, you literally are talking about apps specifically designed for married couples that want to have an affair. Yeah. I no, mean, you're right. it you're is, right. it is 
You're the right. accessibility. Yeah. Right. It used makes to, it makes it easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So, you know, this whole episode we want to base off of prayer mm-hmm. because we asked for people to send their names in, so we could step in and help pray for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and this is not to be like, we're praying for X amount of people and this is what we're going to know, but we want to be intentional about what we're doing, steward what we have well. And we want to talk like prayer is not as hard as people feel that it is. Even if you've been a Christian for, you know, X amount of years, you might still think that prayer is very hard or you have a difficulty with it. And it's really, it's not that hard. Well, and I think the reality is like I'm listening to this series and and we're listening and reading a book right now called Mm. Pray First. Yeah. So side note on that, right? I found out myself Mm -hmm. that I cannot do audiobooks. I need the paper in front of me and I'm not a huge reader, people. Like this is not, you know. I like audiobooks, but some of them are definitely easier to get on board with than others. I'll, I'll already order right. you the book, boo. But <laughs> no, I think it's this reality of recognizing. I don't think there are a lot of Christians that deny the power of prayer. No, 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 that's not what I was saying. Yeah. I, let me finish my thought, honey. <laughs> you jumping in thinking I'm saying that's what you're saying. Like, let me finish. Okay. <laughs> I, I, saying, I don't think there's a lot of Christians mm-hmm. that deny the power of prayer, but I do think there are a lot of Christians that don't access the power of prayer. Mm. It's very, very much like this. And this is, I'm, I'm preaching to myself too. Oh, same. So I I, please, please, please do not think that Brad and I are literally like the epitome of what it is to be prayer warriors because no. it's a desire of mine mm-hmm. to be a more intentional prayer warrior, which is why we reached out and asked for your names. And like literally to the point that I'm telling you, God got me out of bed at like 4.45 a.m. Mm. the other day, and I'm just writing names down on cards and just crying out to the heavens for God to just mm. intervene on behalf of all of these people that I know. Man, I know Man. what it is like to be in a no. place where things are shattering around you. And I know that every one of the names that was submitted, mm-hmm. 99% of them are people who are actively in the midst of their marriage breaking. Yeah. And I don't, we don't take that lightly. We mm-hmm. know what that is. But this reality of learning that, okay, prayer is accessible to yeah. all of us. And it isn't a, okay, Brad and Lisa just pray for for this and it's covered. Like the more people, the more you pray, all of that stuff just coming before God. You know, I think of that persistent widow. Absolutely. You know, the this example in the Bible that it just talks about this widow going to this judge over and over and over again, you know, and this level of persistence in prayer. But removing some of the barriers that we have around our prayer life or what we think mm-hmm. are good prayers, right? I because I think that that's, that holds up a lot of people. It does. You know, this reality of thinking there's a certain way I'm supposed to pray. And then the reality of saying like, I don't think I prayed right. Or did I use the right words? Or I didn't throw a scripture verse in there. So <laughs> I doubt it got up there. You know, Brad always teases that I pray in the King James version and he prays in the message version. Yeah. And like, yeah, so I don't want to endorse the message version, but I'm just saying that's, that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pray. not true. Yeah. 
you know, but we see a lot of people mm. just actively denying this key piece of their spiritual walk. It's huge. It's, so I don't know. I don't know where to start. Right. I, I really don't. I know you gave me some notes. And we've talked about that before. I know. You can go look at them, but I gave them to you. I was looking at my phone that I felt bad that I'm looking at my phone. So I don't know where to start. I just, this hit me. I don't know. It was probably from the audio book. I'm not sure. But it's like, okay, if you're a parent, right, and your child comes to you, and the only time he comes to you is when he wants something. I need $20. Like Every time you see him. He's asking you for 20 bucks that like, that's not, that's not like a relationship, right? That's, Oh, he sees me. I can provide for him. So he's coming to ask me for $20, whatever it is for cash. It doesn't matter. And in this audiobook, that was equating that to how a lot of people pray for pray period. Mm-hmm. Right. Where we're just like, God help me or give me, or, you know, almost treating him like a genie instead of a father, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of God, instead of God above space and time, this, this monstrous, like he's, he's huge. He's so big, right? So big. But at the same time, he wants an individual relationship with you and prayer, which is wow. It's, it's, it makes you speech. It should put you in awe. If you sit there and think about it, all the people in the world, right? And you don't have to be the most important person. You don't have to in nothing. He wants an individual relationship with you, period. And the way to foster that, a way to foster that is prayer. We don't have to go through a conduit to talk to Jesus. No. The veil was torn. Literally pray and that's a convert. That's, that's what prayer is. And I think that's where people are always misconstruing it, where it's either a helpline, right? Or it has to be so formal. Mm-hmm. Which please like, don't misunderstand. Like God wants to be your helpline. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with formal prayers. No, it's the reality of knowing that it's that level of intimacy. Yes. That you have so with God. I always talk about praying without ceasing. And how I always thought that was the weirdest thing in the world. But what that is, is that intentionality that I have a conversation throughout the day with God. Mm-hmm. Just an ongoing conversation. Like you, if you would call your wife, texting your wife, whatever it is, texting your spouse throughout the day, it's the same kind of concept. I want to build a relationship. I don't want every time I go to talk to God to be help me and give me, you know, Things like that, right? And so... You want it to be so comfortable, like, that you've had so much conversation with him that when it's helped me and intervene and, God, mm -hmm. can you bring this in my life, that it is just literally as as the relationship is so rooted, so grounded, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't even seem like an unnatural thing. This is just an extension of what you're already doing. And and bring your concerns yes he casts all your cares on him for he cares for you yeah bring your worries your concerns bring your everything bring it to him but what i'm getting at is have be more intentional in the sense of it's just a conversation 
I, 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 how would you feel if every time your phone rang and a certain person was on there, right? And you knew if I picked that phone up, they need help, right? Not, I'm not talking about like dire help, mm-hmm. but I mean like, oh, okay. like they ran out of gas again. Yeah, they need this. They need, I know they're going to ask me for something. I know, and God's not like that. But what I'm trying to get, the point I'm trying to get across is think like that. Yeah, like the relational aspect. Yeah. That God desires a relationship. Of course, if you're in trouble and you cry out to God, yes. Yeah. Yes. Right? Of course, 100%. But I also, I want to be there and I also want to pray about Thanksgiving. Like I want to be thankful. Mm -hmm. I want to pray about all the things. Mm -hmm. I want to, I mean, because of all the experiences we've been through and because of the intentionally intentionality I've had with getting into the word, doing all these things to learn more, to be rooted and grounded in my relationship with God. I pray all the time, all the time, not just when there's an emergency pray. I pray all the time for something, but it's not like I'm not stopping and having to close my eyes and sit there and pray. A lot of times, I mean, shoot, I've said it. I don't know how many episodes ago I was in a situation at work threw my kid on running through the desert. And I'm like, Lord, protect us. Just protect us. Period. That was it. Protect us and make everything like (laughs) we're going to win. Yeah. Protect us, Lord. Period. And walk and, and, and continued on, you know, it's just those simple things, but people, I think a lot of times are hesitant to do that because they're not understanding that it's really just a conversation. Yeah. Right. And God wants that conversation. And I think like the other aspect of prayer too is what we have seen a lot of people do is Mm -hmm. they start basing their relationship or their pursuit of prayer on whether or not a prayer is answered the way they want. Mm -hmm. And when, when those things happen and you're starting to say like, well, I asked God, I mean, these are, these are genuine prayers that people, you know, yeah. like these, these are gut wrenching prayers and we believe God is God's will is for marriage, you know, absolutely. And then there's this aspect of people's free will and the ability to choose outside of God's will. And that is mm-hmm. a gut wrenching thing too, because we deal with the consequences of that. But if you pray for your marriage and then something doesn't go like you thought it should, or you pray for that person yeah. who's sick. Mm-hmm. and they don't get healed the way you think they are supposed to be healed. And then you begin to abandon prayer and question God. Mm-hmm. And that's a reality I think that a lot of people have to wrestle with. And yeah. what does that look like for them? What is your, Where is your faith really when God doesn't answer prayers the way you want them to be answered? I know. I mean, it's... Yeah, that's the toughest part, right? I mean, we've talked about it. That's the double-fisted faith piece of your relationship with Christ, right? Yeah. It's, we don't, we, it doesn't matter how much you do or seek, all those things. A lot of times we don't, well, we don't see the full picture Mm-mm. and he does. Yeah. Right. And so we think this prayer has got to be answered and it's not. Mm-hmm. I've, Man, I remember years ago, I was praying for this thing over and over and over and over again. And I thought for sure 
Like everything was lining up like this is it. And it didn't happen. And I was bumped. I didn't, you know, it was nothing life or death. It was nothing super tragic, you know, but it was disappointing for me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't shun away from God or anything like that. Basically, I was like, why? I just asked him. Why? Why is this? Did I? I don't feel like I ever got an answer until years later. Yeah, like a few years later, and then one day it hit me, and I was like, "Wow, okay, I see that." Because if I would have, if I would have gotten the answer that I thought, you know, that I wanted, I would have been a different situation mm-hmm. that wouldn't have been good for me at the time. Well, you know, it's interesting because I think about. What if God had answered the first prayer that I prayed to save our marriage? I, mean, I don't know what it was. So no, I, I just know. mean like the first initial stuff that when things were going on and it mm-hmm. was just like an instantaneous like, you know, boom, prayer was answered. You came home, all mm-hmm. those things. And looking at it from the lens from now, right? Yeah. And all the pain that, you know, I walked through all the shame, all the things that you walked through, this reality of knowing if God had answered my prayer, then Mm -hmm. what would we not be walking in now? I don't know. You know, it's like if we hadn't walked through that whole process, like I don't think God would have given us the same roadmap or the same passion Mm -hmm. or even the courage to share. Yeah. It's like sometimes this reality of prayer is like, you know, there's that God always answers prayer. Mm -hmm. It's just not always the way you think. Yeah. Yes, no, wait. You know, I mean those are yeah. the those are the parts you have to wrestle out, but it's a beautiful thing now to look at and say he didn't answer my prayer when I wanted him to and I had to walk through all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I could never have imagined the answered prayers he's fulfilling now. Or just to understand that he always answers his prayers. It's just the answer you don't know what the answer, the answer might not be what you want, but he's always going to yeah. answer your prayers. You've, I've, I've read that. I've seen it. You know, there's always, it might be no, <laughs> but there's going to be or an wait. answer yeah. or wait. Um, so what I was going to say is if people like, where do I start to pray? Mm-hmm. What do I do? And I know probably everybody um, has heard, you know, in the Bible where it talks about the Lord's prayer, mm-hmm. right? And Jesus, wait, is it? You know, I need a new Bible. Anyway. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> Side note, I need a new Bible. Um, no, he's teaching about prayer and fasting, right? And someone, I think the disciples, I should have read this before. I'm pretty sure I'm saying the right thing. The disciples are like, how do I pray? Like, I want to mm-hmm. pray like you. Mm-hmm. Talking to Jesus. I want, like, I want, I see what you're doing. I want to pray like you. I want to be more like you. And he's like, okay, pray like this. And then he, you know, it's the Lord's Lord's prayer prayer that everyone, majority of people heard. Um, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Different versions, right? Mm -hmm. And it just kind of keeps going. Your kingdom come, your will be done. All these things. We used to recite it when I played football, like, all the time. Before every game or after, I can't remember. Anyway. Can you recite that over and over again and pray? Yeah, right? I mean, I think that there's some people that do that. I think that at some point it becomes more of a... Ritual. Ritual, right? Instead of like the meaning behind it. And so when I was digging for this and we've kind of gone over the audio book, you know, 
and all that, which, which you'll need to like say exactly what that is. Thanks, boo. I'm not sure what. It, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what it is, but this is more of a. This is how like outline. Yeah. Right. Because it's modeling. This is how you model your prayer. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't have to say this word for word, but in this, if you understand this, this is how you should model your prayer. And so, digging into the Lord's prayer. Um, I don't like this version either. I was reading, by the way. But digging into the Lord's prayer, you know, it talks about don't don't um, you know help me with temptation, mm-hmm. right? Um, forgive me my sins, my trespasses. Help me forgive other people who've trespassed against me. Yeah, right. All about forgiveness. Forgive God, forgive me, and help me forgive others. Mm-hmm. Um, it praises Him. Praises Him. It also says on your. If your 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 will be done, yep, on earth as it is in heaven, mm-hmm. right? That's the ultimate. This is what I really want. This is what I'm really praying for. This is what I really feel like you've given me. But ultimately, your will be done on earth as in heaven. I mean, it's literally what Jesus prayed before going to the cross. Man, that I, lo- I It's such a hard scripture to read when he's praying before he goes to the cross because. He, you, you see the human side of Jesus in that, right? And people, if you're listening, don't get all like Jesus ain't human. Like don't, don't start throwing craziness at me, right? hundred percent human, hundred percent God. Like he was perfect in all ways, never sinned. I'm not, you know, lowering Jesus to our level by any means. But he experienced humanity. But he experienced humanity. He needed to, right? To do all these things. And in that prayer, he is basically saying, take, he's saying, take this from me. Yeah. Because Father, he knows, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yeah. Nevertheless, not my will. But yours be done. Yeah. He knows what's about to happen and how bad it's going to be. And yeah. he's like. You know, it's so powerful and it overwhelms me when I think about it. In that moment, though, he still chose us. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. He I mean, he looked it's, at the joy that set, was set before him. He looked at us. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Yeah. In that moment when he prayed that prayer, he knew that God had the power mm. to save I know. him. I know. But it's this reality of knowing that 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 was that future mindset. It was mm-hmm. us. It was it was the future that he looked to. It was the final sacrifice. Old covenant, new covenant come in play. Veil is torn. Veil's torn, right? So now th- this is prayer, right? So in my limited <laughs> theology lessons, right, the veil was that furthest, like the inner, inner court yeah. that only the high, priest. the high priest can go into and only at certain times. And that's this, where this was entering into the presence of God. Yes. That's where God's presence was. Mm-hmm. All the time. So when Jesus died, that veil was torn from the top to the bottom. And I've always thought it was just like a little curtain. But no, it was this monster. I mean, look it up. I should. I mean, I didn't even know the podcast was going to go this way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how our episodes are going to go. But it was ridiculously thick. Like, I mean, I don't know. It must have been on some hanging from some monster beam. It says... Uh, and I'm just looking this up yeah. quickly, but it's safe to assume that this veil was somewhere near 60 feet high, uh, 30 feet wide, and four inches thick. Yeah. That's thick. 
Yeah. You know, and it was torn from top to bottom. What that symbolized was now everyone has access to me mm-hmm. because you all are, are clean. Clean slate. Right. So everyone has access to me. So that is the prayer piece. <laughs> like we have direct access to God. So you beautiful. Know? It is. It is. And it's, and when you really like even just understand prayer, it, it's not that it opens up some, you know, special gateway that all of a sudden you're getting all these things and, and life is easy. And, you know, I'm talking to God directly, like everything's good. You know, it's not necessarily that, but it's just this ongoing conversation and you feel his power. You can feel him guiding you if you humble yourself enough and sometimes praying is literally just sitting there quiet. Yeah. And I've heard it said that God gave us one mouth and two ears for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that that is the hardest, I think, part of prayer for me. Is it is. the quieting myself. Absolutely. So, I mean, because of that, even this is still hard, but because of that, you should have a place. You know, I, okay, this is kind of contradicting what I'm saying. Right, because I pray all of, all the time. Yeah, but there can be the intentional prayer but, closet place. But you should have an intentional place that you can go and pray and you can spend time uninterrupted, right? Put your cell phone down, whatever it is. Or or maybe you're using your cell phone. But Some of those mamas right now are going, where in the heck am I going to get away from my two-year-old? Uh, Just close that bathroom door. Just close that bathroom about door. The Let the little fingers. fingers, that's fine. Little fingers can be underneath there, that's fine. <laughs> but even in that though, like, Really, the reality is, is you begin to model prayer for your kids at that age. Mm-hmm. It become it, if it becomes that conversation, it's literally where, you know, let's. I remember all the time with the kids when we were little, like even pulling up into a, the grocery store and being like, "Let's pray for a good parking spot," mm-hmm. you know, like just or like anytime there was something that happened, we would say like, "Well, praise Jesus," you yeah. know. And it's so funny because now seeing that modeled in our kids, like, I mean, the first reaction, like. Our youngest, we went to... You got to tell the story. I think I know where you're going. It's yeah. so funny. We go to a hotel room, which We're, clearly we don't do often. No. <laughs> go ahead. No, you tell it. I can't. It's just like we go in and he's like looking around, observing, and he's like, well, there's a bathroom. Praise Jesus. <laughs> that was his biggest concern. And he's like, like, we're just like... Of course, there's a bathroom, but like, he's dead serious. Oh yeah, he's just like crazy Jesus. Like yeah. there's a bathroom in here, like yeah. and it's just. But it, we laughed, but it's this reality of if you're in that constant state of praise, like mm-hmm. we can praise him for all the little things, everything. I mean, we certainly have no problem in our humanity complaining about every little thing. Mm. Like I mean, for <laughs> sure, and yeah. I, this is me too. Like yeah. I, I will, I will find the things to complain about. Mm. Not a problem. You have to look for things to praise. Man. And and then there's another intentional step to actually verbalize those things. Mm-hmm. This is a good thing for your marriage. Yes. <laughs> if you can model this in your marriage and in your prayer life, right? It's this level of recognizing that criticism comes easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. Looking for the negative comes naturally to us. But seeking the good, speaking the best, speaking life. No, that that takes some intentionality, it and gets, it can change everything. And it gets easier. 
Absolutely. You can find it faster. When you, when <laughs> you begin to see what you look for. Yeah. So if you are looking for things that are negative, you find them. Mm-hmm. And if you look for things that are positive, but I'm bringing this all back to prayer. That's the reality too. Is like you b- begin to praise him for the things around you. Find things every day to praise him for. There is. Look around you. Even if your marriage is on the struggle bus, mm-hmm. even if it is breaking around you, the God you serve is still good. Yeah. And he is still on the throne. And there's a reality of recognizing that you may not know your future, but you know who holds your future. And that is powerful. Mm-hmm. There are things to be grateful for and thankful for in that. The idea of saying, God, thank you for making that choice to die on the cross yeah. for me. Thank you for wiping my slate clean. Thank you for holding me in the brokenness. Thank you for listening to my prayers. Like this, we begin to come to that place and then you begin to enter into the presence of God. Yeah. Like enter my courts with Thanksgiving. That's the verse that says, it's just like, that's how we enter, right? It's with Thanksgiving. And I think there's probably, so I'll pick on you a little bit in this whole thing is there's a lot of women that Uh say that they're like, well, I pray, but my, my husband will never pray. Mm. So do you have some advice for men in this? Oh, so you are picking on me. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what do you think? Like, like what am me. I doing don't that you're me. picking on me? I'm just sitting here <laughs> enjoying my Zevia. Um, mm. oh, man, it's, you just sprung this on me. I always spring something. I knew you should be ready for it. I am usually, mm-hmm. <sighs> but not on this one. Um, so advice from men that are well, okay, so just, the ideal for a marriage. I would say this: uh, if you, if your husband's a Christ follower, mm-hmm. right, he probably prays more than you think he does. Okay, I'd say that right away. You know, you might not see it, but I, th- I would venture to say mm-hmm. that he prays more than you realize. Why would you say that? Because men inherently, I, I think, are more private. Mm-hmm. and less likely to, it's not bragging, but less likely less likely to be like, you know, oh, I need to pray out loud so my wife hears me, or... or To vocalize. To vocalize it, or even how private is the prayer, mm-hmm. right? You know, and, and, you know, like you'll, you, I mean, you know when something's bothering me, and you know how my face gets or whatever, and I'm just kind of sitting there. <laughs> well, you know these things. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah. I think everybody knows your faces by this point. <laughs> so, you know, but so, sometimes I might just be sitting there and I am saying a prayer in my head or I'm worried about something. And so I'm trying not to worry about it. So I'm trying to lay it down at Jesus' feet, right? I'm trying to do these things. So I, I would venture to say that more men... If you're a Christ follower, right, mm-hmm. that they pray more than they, more than you think you, you would think they're praying, okay. right? trying to get that out. Um, <clears throat> my advice to men is to be more vulnerable. Mm. My, I, you know, I'll have people ask me, how do I lead my family? And then they're expecting like, you know, some Jocko Wilkins book, you know, oh, this is how you do it. Jocko has an amazing leadership book right 
So they're expecting like these step by step and, you know, all these things. It's not that. You want to lead your family well, start praying for them. Praying for them and praying with them, right? Just praying with them. It takes all of, it could be 30 seconds yeah, or less. It's not, you don't have to gather them around and, you know, all right, everyone, you know, bow your heads, you know. Like I'm on that, stage. That's fine. <laughs> like I'm on stage preaching. You know, everyone bow your heads, raise your hand, don't look around, you know. Not like you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You can totally just just do say a quick prayer. You know, Lisa and I pray every day before we leave each other for the day. Right? If I have to go to work, we say a prayer real quick um, for each other out loud and then go about my day. So if you want to lead your family well, that I feel is where you start. Then that will in turn lead to, you know, what everyone thinks of like leading, mm-hmm. right? Physically, you know, the you know, helping make decisions and all that. We, this is not a leadership, you know, episode. We can get into that later. Another episode we can get into that where this isn't like submissive wife dictator husband no. that's not what we're talking about at all talking about helpmates it's a servant's mm-hmm. leader right yeah is that how you say it servant leader yeah. servant leader it's a servant leader right you want to you want to mirror how jesus you want to be like jesus and he was a servant leader well, yeah like jesus talks about a husband loving his wife like jesus loved the church mm-hmm. and jesus died for all of us yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> that's what i would say that's how you start leading your family well. You start verbalizing your prayers. You don't have to gather everyone together, but you can grab them and pray for them. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't about, this isn't what Jesus was saying when he's talking about the what, the Pharisees or the religious leaders, mm-hmm. how they would pray with these grandiose, you know, words. And they were out in the courtyard and they wanted everyone to see that yeah. they were praying. That's not what this is about at all. At all. Like that's not, if your heart is there, then it's not working. Yeah. You know, that's not going to, that's not leading your family. That's not stewarding what you have well. That's not doing anything like that. This, that's a different thing. But just these honest, vulnerable, raw prayers that you can do with your kids, that you can do with your wife, that you can pray about some situation. Or you can give Thanksgiving, right? You know, when we sit around the table and we pray for dinner, what's the usual thing, right? God bless his food, may it nourish my body. Amen. Everyone eat. Mm -hmm. That can become just a thing you say where it's almost flippant. And that's the last thing you want. You don't want prayers to be flippant. You want them to be a conversation with God, right? I want an ongoing conversation with him. But I don't take that conversation lightly. You know, I'm not like flippantly just, oh whatever, right? I want the conversation to continue and I don't feel me that it has to be formal. I don't, I don't even know if I've ever prayed a formal prayer. Yeah. You know, God, God allowed me to be just so gut-wrenchingly honest with him during Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And it's just beautiful. Like how he does that. Like he wants authentic relationship with you. He already knows. He knows it all. He knows what's in your head. He knows what's in your head. He knows what's (laughs) in your heart. He knows what you're going through. He knows the emotions you have. So then just pray it. Yeah. I think that people get so scared. I mean, 
there is this awe that you're talking to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. This this awe, like this respect, right? Or reverence. I don't even know, yeah, you know. There is that, but at the same time, there's also understanding that it's it, it's almost, but a little bit more. It's definitely more elevated, but it's almost like how you, if you have a healthy dad in your life, if you've had a healthy, you know, like I grew up, I had that respect for my dad. I can go laugh with him. I can wrestle with him. I can ask to do this. I can ask to do that. I could do that. Go to him when you're hurt. Go to him when I'm hurt. Go to him when I'm, it didn't matter. But I knew <laughs> that was my dad. He was also going to spank me. If he needed to, right? That's right, y'all. We got spanked, okay? Yeah. We're back in the day. But, he, you know, he's also going to discipline when he needed to, right? So there was still that that understanding of this is my dad. And I, I can be vulnerable, open. I could do all these things with him. But at the same time, it's my dad, mm-hmm. right? I have this level of respect. It's the same thing with, I feel. Yeah, if you have a healthy model. That's- if you have a healthy model, I feel that this is the same kind of relationship that I have with Jesus mm-hmm. where it's, Oh, I know who he is. <laughs> no doubt. Right. I know the power he has. I know what he could do. I don't <laughs> like, I don't want any bad, <laughs> you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to be on that other end. I want to have conversations with him and I want to, I want to understand what he wants for me more than what I want mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. That, that right there. That's the whole thing for me. You know, just recently one thing that's hit me hard is you know praying for other people and that's you know what we're doing a lot of not just praying for my family but praying for other people right intentionally praying for other people and also instead of asking god to help me it's been more of god how can i serve you better today and i don't know what that looks like Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going to change. I don't know if asking for everyone's name to pray for him was part of that. I have no idea. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I've opened that prayer up in a way that I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. And and I think that that is um, that's the interesting thing about prayer is once you start really doing it, really praying, really having these conversations then you're going to start really, really having the conversations. Mm -hmm. You're going to start really asking those deep questions. Like the book Craig Rochelle wrote, Dangerous Prayer. Yeah. It was Craig Rochelle, right? Mm -hmm. Dangerous Prayer. Amazing book. You read that. And that's kind of what I'm talking about right now. Search me, change me. Search me, change me. You know, all those things. Those become those prayers where it's like, oof. Like I'm digging deep into yeah, like me. I, I don't know if I want that changed. I don't know if I want to know about that. I yeah. don't know. You know, I don't know why I started praying, God, how do I serve you better today? Or what do I need to serve you? You know, something along those lines. I don't know what started that. Um, maybe I heard something. I don't know. Maybe you shared something with me. I can't remember where I started that. But when I started praying that, it is scary to me to pray because I want to be obedient because he's faithful to show you and he's going to show me and however that looks, I don't know how it looks, but I want to be obedient. But if I don't have a conversation with God about anything, how am I going to know 
where he wants me to go. How am I going to know what path he yeah, set how do you out for me? discern his will for you? How am I going to discern his will? How am I going to do all these things that we should be doing if we love Jesus? When we should be doing these things, this, you know, this is, this is what you should be doing. How am I going to know what to this do? This is what Jesus did. This, yeah. How am I going to know unless I have those conversations? And that's what prayer is. Mm-hmm. It's those conversations. Once you start doing that, it changes you. It, I mean, you have to, don't you have like a thing on, on the, what was it? Two minute prayers or something like that, where it changes your mind. What was oh. that? Yeah, I was like, what? I know. There's a statistic by Caroline Leaf, and it she's a neurologist, I believe. And this was on, this was on a message I think that Craig Rochelle had had too. But that basically, if you have 12 minutes of focused prayer over an eight week period of time, that it is actually measurable on a brain scan. What it how it changes your brain? Wow. I mean, I I was going for two minutes. Wow. <laughs> Up at it by 10, okay? I think that was the exact statistic. Yeah. But it, it is like a powerful thing to recognize, even how science catches up with the word of God, mm-hmm. right? This ability to say, like, this can change everything. And it's not always about changing. Prayer is not always about changing your circumstances, but it will mm-hmm. always change you. Yes. And so that's the that's where we have to get to that place of recognizing that, you know, we, we don't go to God and pray just so he can wave a wand and make everything that mm-hmm. we're going through better. No. But it, it does become a place of God, show me, show me what you want me to learn in mm-hmm. this place. God, show me who you are in this place. It's this aspect of recognizing that in the tough places, that's where faith grows. Mm-hmm. That's where we begin to recognize the character of God. No. Is he who he says he is in those places? No. Yeah. Because if we never have to get to the place of needing him, will we ever no. go after him? It's uh, We've said it before on here, but it's the whole, you know, the whole misquoted scripture that you talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, God's not going to give me any more than I can handle. It says it. And it's like, nope. well, you need to read that again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not in the Bible. And then it's like, oh no, it's, Talking about temptation. Yeah, God will God. not allow you to be tempted beyond yeah. what you can bear. But if he gave you, if he if he would never give you more than you can handle, then why do you need God? Mm-hmm. Why would you need to pray? If those are, you, you know. Would, you would be satisfied with self. Mm-hmm. And so I like what you said, though, that prayer doesn't always change the circumstance because that's usually what we're praying mm-hmm. for a circumstance to change, right? For a situation to resolve whatever it is, right? But sometimes that answer is changing you you're changing yeah right and i think that that's so huge and that's where that's why i said when you're praying you come in this humble place and in this place of you know laying down your pride Mm -hmm. because you're gonna have to you shouldn't you you should practice all the time laying down your pride you know yeah and you know i think and we're going to wrap up here, but this mm-hmm. idea too, like the power of prayer, going to war for your family, please do not underestimate that. No, go to war. It literally says family. with men, it is impossible with God. All things yeah. are possible. Go to war for your family. And, and that is, you know, even if you're, you think your marriage is fine right now, which mm-hmm. is great, but 
go to war for your family. When we tell you that the enemy is out to destroy marriages and family, he's on a rampage right now. Look around. He's on a rampage. And he is winning in so many areas. It's time for us to take back ground. Mm -hmm. It's time for us to take back ground the enemy has stolen. Go to war for your family. Go to war for your spouse. Go to war for your kids. Get on your knees and enter into the realm of what is possible through God that you cannot do on your own. Mm-hmm. That's what prayer does. And understand, I want to say this. Go to war. Do all those things. Understand that when Lisa's saying that he's winning at this breaking families and changing identities, you know, all these things that, that people are doing now. When, he says, when she says he's winning, we still walk, walk in victory because we know Absolutely. that the battle— has been won. It has been won. We understand that. But the casualties are something that you can help, mm-hmm. right? And those casualties could be people that will never step foot in church again and never have anything to do with God because something happened in their family. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what we're saying go to war for. Yeah, and and these marriages that are breaking apart and all of these mm-hmm. aspects of, you know, recognizing how... <laughs> addictions, strongholds, the enemy's lies, like they are breaking apart families. Yeah. And so, yeah, that don't, don't underestimate the power of prayer. Just don't underestimate that the power of prayer to change you when yeah. you also go to war for your family. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm sure you have a challenge already like locked and loaded, but specifically for the men, pray for your families, bring them together and pray out loud mm-hmm. for your family. And you're not going to sound stupid. You're not going to, like, you're overthinking it. I guarantee you right now, a guy that's listening to this is like, I cannot pray out loud. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. I'm not going to words. You are overthinking it. Mm -hmm. Lead your family. Steward what you have well and start with that. Period. Just Mm -hmm. start there. So good. Just start there. But you are overthinking this. Just please bring them together. And just pray for him. Yeah, and I would say this: like, if you are the husband who is thinking, like, "Oh my gosh, like, I, I, I could not do this," you know, this is mm-hmm. no. I think recognizing that I have never met a woman who has claimed to be a Christ follower who does not have the desire for her husband to pray over her, and it does not matter if your prayer is literally like, "God, please help us today," mm-hmm. and that's it. Like that, there is something really powerful spiritually when you guys come together in yeah. prayer. And, and there's that desire to have y- your husband on board with you in that. And it doesn't, it's not about being perfect. It's about showing up. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's the reality. You know, show up for your family. Um, show up and show them that, you know, I am, I am serving Christ. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, my mine was going to go right along with that in just that aspect of the very first the very first thing we tell every couple that we oh, coach. I know. And we've said it on here before. Maybe you're a new listener. Is the reality of we ask couples to spend time together yeah. each day praying with one another. And we get specific. We're like, husbands, we want you to start. You yeah. wrap your arms around each other. Like, we get into yeah. that kind of detail. But it doesn't have to be this level of... of Long prayers or anything else, but it's the connection that we're looking it for. It is. It's so, it's the connection. I mean, listen, let's get, let's get real, right? Y'all have sex all you want, 
right? Or naked. Maybe not all you want, but you haven't said. But you haven't said. <laughs> <laughs> naked in front of each other, fully vulnerable, the whole bit. But being asked to pray for one another in front of each other, and people get like, Ooh. that's next level vulnerable. Yeah. So do it. Vulnerable. Do it. Yeah. Yes, and and we really have seen the power and impact that this has had mm-hmm. on marriages, and so yeah, we're giving you that one for free. You don't have to be no. you don't have to be coaching clients for us. Mm-hmm. You can just know that this is the, the very first, <laughs> very first challenge that we give couples if this is mm-hmm. not something they're actively doing. And and man, don't just give it a try one time and say that was awkward and then give up. No, no, this is this is a discipline you want to develop in your marriage so continue mm-hmm. and if you miss a day pick it back up yeah, okay. and if it was really awkward try again yeah. <laughs> you know like this you're gonna have to get into a rhythm and, and allow that to become something where you guys come together because there's something powerful about people coming together spiritually and fighting together mm-hmm. and so it, it's so cool how god's designed us for community and to come alongside one another so yeah that would be my my very long challenge. Yeah. Then you have to like play that back a couple of times. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this encourages you guys to just go to God in prayer.